Ayatollah of Fantasy Rock and Roller with us today, Adam Rank. How are you doing, Rank? Um, you look great in person, and I uh, just can't wait to next year where we can pack it full of 25,000. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I didn't know it was Ball Guy's day. It was me and Rank. I mean, how do you lose? This is the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast. Welcome back once again to the Dynasty Vipers Vipercast. This is episode number 93, and we are bringing it strong as we are powered by the Fantasy Points Media Group. As always, with me, Major Caldwell. How you doing? And we got Tara down somewhere. Like, you know what? I'll never figure out the way this camera angle works. Same. We are here, (laughs) and if you're wondering where Calvin is, Calvin's on his way. It's Taco Tuesday. You know he's doing his thing over at DLF. So he's over there. He's going to be jumping on with us momentarily. So I just want to say, you know what? I just got back from a bottle drive. It's bottle drive season around here. We got the hockey season going on. New time, new day, same show. We're bringing all the content we normally bring on our Wednesdays to Tuesdays here right now because apparently I'm now booked from every Monday and Wednesday from now till March or April with coaching hockey. So here we are. We're ready to roll. Let's kick it off, Major. What's going on, bud? Nothing much, man. Just uh, feeling a little upset. You guys kind of talked me out of my, uh, my uh, what do you call it there, the bold predictions, and I lost again. I don't really like <laughs> losing that. So I'm a, this. I learned my lesson. I'm not going to listen to you guys. I'm going to do what I want to do, and that's it. Well, I okay. do like you. I think I'm going to take Calvin's approach and go the 50-50 chance every week to try and bring my bold prediction score up. He was either going to be right or wrong. There was no in-between. He picked, said one player. We'll get into that a little bit later. That seems like it was not quite as bold as we'd like it to be. Not at all. But Tara, what's going on in your way here? Uh, going good. Busy. It seems like these uh, these football weeks are going by fast. Week four. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy. <laughs> it, it is. I, I remember us back in January just – starting to launch this trying to find something to do in the meantime in the off season and now we're we're almost we're at the quarter way mark here like we're one week away from completion and we're quarter of the way through the season which we might have to do some like quarter of the season award show or something i don't know kind of mix it it up a little bit kind of like we did with uh on the mega stream there fantasy points maybe something special there which by the way fantasy points head over there fantasypoints.com Get that subscription use promo code 21 vipers 10 get 10 percent off that subscription you want to know we're pulling out our stats, or at least I'm pulling out my stats? It's all coming from Fantasy Points. There's no doubt about it. You know, you got some of the greatest articles. What My favorite article, uh, shout out to that whole crew there, um, Brawley and Dolan and Barfeld and Huber, that Game Hub. If you ever get a chance to read one article, you got to check out that Game Hub because it gives you everything you need to know. I use a lot of that information when I do my Thursday night, my Sunday night, my Monday night previews. A lot of that information you see from there is coming right from that article. Great stuff they always put out there. Uh, that being said, let's get to fresh off the presses, a little news and notes. I want to head this right to, uh, I know how Tara feels about rookies right now, so I'm going to send this one over to Major. What about, we've all heard of Field of Dreams being one of the greatest shows. What about the Fields of Nightmares? 
Ay, ay, ay. Um, I kind of knew <laughs> this. Was, I knew this was going to happen just because he, that offensive line couldn't block their way out of a wet paper bag. It's, it's, it's pretty bad out there. I don't care what quarterback you put back, th- back there. That They're going to get murdered. So I think he was just kind of running for his life. And as a rookie, the game is already fast for you. Uh, and with a, a start offensive line, it kind of speeds it up just a little bit more. So uh, I don't know. I, I feel bad for him, but I'm happy he's on the field. Hopefully he can he won't get hurt or or scared or whatever else happened to these guys when they get shell shocked a little bit. But um, yeah, hopefully he can overcome some of the defects of that offense. Well, I like to poke the bear in this case and. I'm looking at these numbers here. (laughs) I know everyone was begging for Justin Fields to come out there. You know what? He kind of did this to himself a little bit because in preseason, do you not remember when he said, I don't know, the game seems pretty slow to me. He said that. He literally said that. And then he's gone out there, and Andy Dalton in week one and week two outrushed him in both those weeks. So – he played behind Andy Dalton plays behind that same line. I'm just saying, Death I think Justin favorite. Fields is going to be a fantastic quarterback. It's going to happen. I just don't think he's ready right now. But the only way to get that is that live game animal, right? It's the best way to get out there is get that action, get it going on. I just don't think he's quite there yet. And I think there's gonna be some growing pains for a couple of weeks until he gets on a good grasp of the NFL game in the regular season when teams have time to prepare for you. I think that's the biggest difference. Now, Tara, I'm going to turn to you. Last week and the week before was kind of like quarterback carnage. Every quarterback was going down. There's injuries left, right, and center. It looked like it was the wide receiver's turn this week. We had, you know, Sterling Shepard and and Darius Slate. Let me just say the Giants were basically hamstrung this week. And then you have A.J. Brown. You have Devontae Adams knocked out cold. Like, I thought he was dead. But apparently that only classifies as one play out of the game. <laughs> KJ Hamler tore his ACL. Yeah, Juju with a boo-boo. So he missed some time there as well. Tara, what's going off the wide receivers? Major, keep it contained. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> How do you come I up with this? <laughs> I think we should include James White as well. He's technically, I mean, basically, he catches more passes than a lot of receivers as well. So well, and that's the thing. Um... We, we talk about James White here. Throwing him in there. He basically had the same injury as Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua. Same injury that, yeah. oh man, Stefania Pell's going to kill me if I try and say this word again. So I'm not going to. <laughs> I tried to say it when she was on the show last time. So we're just going to skip it. But yeah, keep going. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was a it was a very painful week for me personally because that list just to just go right on down that list. Um, very happy for Devonte Adams. I I have to admit, I was I find that to be very questionable. That was the quickest concussion protocol that I've ever seen. Apparently, not a concussion. I don't know. It you know looked a little suspect to me. Um, but the ones I'm most interested in are these. Um, are these Giants injuries, both of the wide receivers going down right there, who technically had, to my, much to my chagrin, been performing better than Kenny Galladay. And um, <laughs> even then, so Galladay didn't have the best of day kind of stepping forward. I guess, you know, the um, hip issues, the uh, conditioning, apparently, it's kind of crazy. But um, that's going to be a really interesting situation. I don't know if they're maybe going to put the ball a little bit more in Daniel Jones' hands to rush. Uh, Colin Johnson stepped up. I see Major. Maybe you'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, 
which was very interesting to see him come in and make that big of an impact after being somebody that was literally cut just a month ago from Jacksonville of all places. Um, so yeah, very interesting, very painful and a lot of interesting waiver wire claims this week. It is the waiver wire is really interesting. It's bare. I've never seen the waiver wire so barren as it's been in week three and week four. Um, a trade. We have a trade to announce as well. Uh, Carolina Panthers wasted no time with J.C. Horn breaking some bones in his foot. Looks like he was going to miss about three months, 12 games, give or take, maybe go on IO. We don't know how that's going to shape out yet. Maybe they're holding on hope he makes the last four weeks of the season. Anyway, they went out and they got former first-rounder C.J. Henderson for Dan Arnold. And that's telling me more. Why are we talking C.J. Henderson and Dan Arnold? Because we're talking about Tommy Treble here. We're talking about the big man coming in. Make sure, maybe you can pay attention for him on the waiver wire. He's probably still there. Just throwing that name out there, especially with how bad the tight end position is right now. He's and been then, one of my guys forever. I loved him in the draft, and like I'm so happy that he's actually actually scored a touchdown last week, and now he looked like he's the man out there. So I'm, I'm happy for him. I have him on like every team. And, and to make matters worse for the Giants, not only did – uh, Barkley get a little nicked up. He came back and played. Shepard's probably going to miss some time. Darius Slayton's going to miss time. They are losing their heart of the defense as well as Blake Martinez tore his ACL. And I don't think that can be preached about enough about how much he meets that defense, especially when you're looking, well, why are we talking about, why are we talking about fantasy football IDP? One, because I love F IDP. That's what it is. Tara's on board, Major's on board. But here's the thing. <laughs> when you're playing against the Giants, now your running backs are going to have bigger and better games than before because Blake Anders, uh, Blake Martinez was a tackling machine. Yep. He's no longer in the middle of that defense. That is going to be a huge, huge opportunity for running backs playing against the team. And then finally, my up in smoke news and note of the day. You know it. You don't, you're not, if you're in my leagues, you're not getting on the waivers because I never dropped them. It's Josh Gordon season signing with the Chiefs. It's true. But will he do anything? He is, uh, what, 30 years old now, hasn't played in what, four or five years? Like, are we still hyping him? Are we still on that bandwagon? Oh, I am. There's no doubt about it. That's kind of what I like to do. But is there any reason to really go out there and roster him? No. We've seen what Kansas City third options have done. It's nothing. You know, it's Travis Kelsey. It's Tyreek Hill. You could throw in Pringle there. You could throw in Demarcus Robinson. You can throw in Nicole Hardman. You could throw in Sammy Watkins before. There's no production coming from that third option in that offense. And there's no reason to believe that Josh Gordon is going to give it to you. But you know what? It's Josh Gordon. So I I'm still going to believe. I'm still going to hold out some hope. <laughs> That's called blind faith, and that really well, that probably won't work out for me. Anyway, while we're waiting on Calvin, I'll probably do his part here if he doesn't get here. But uh, we're going to go into the bold predictions, a kind of a recap of last week. Tara, your bold prediction: Daniel Jones, top three quarterback. You know, Going I would Monday say. Night, <laughs> you would say. You would say. Let's hear it. I would say that I just I I went too bold, but even if I went less bold, I wouldn't have been near it. He, uh, yeah, he let me down. He let me down. I'm not going to lie. He uh, wasn't <laughs> terrible, though. Going into Monday Night Football, he was the QB 11. And, yeah, Dak and Hurts probably had better games. So you're still looking at the QB 13, just missing out on QB 1 territory. Now, the matchup is 
pretty good there with the Falcons, but there was not a whole lot going on there. And like you said, you can't help Shepard. You can't help Slayton. You can't help those injuries that hit the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I I think we'll have a little bounce back. But, I mean, statistically, he wasn't that bad um, just because he, you know, I mean – he still has those things that he adds in to be able to get you there from a fantasy perspective, but it's a bad situation for the giants, man. And with those receivers going down, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't like my call there. Um, I'll go a little less bold this week. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. I, I think I'm stepping it up a, a couple of notches on my bold prediction here, but major. So with major major kind of, if he would not have got goaded by the rest of us, he would have hit his prediction which I don't think was very bold. We actually <laughs> talked him into 800 yards. And then when I look back on the show sheet, somehow it managed to come back down to 750. So Major's prediction last week was Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, 750 yards passing, six touchdowns. Well, you know what? You could have left it at 600 because they weren't going to make it there. 541 yards combined passing. They did hit the six touchdowns. Herbert went 280 for four touchdowns. Mahomes went 260 and three. Either way, you would have still been wrong. I know, but I would have been closer. I just don't like – I got peer pressure, and, I, and I, I'm disappointed in myself for that. So, never again. I will stick to my guns. So, and then speaking to your guns here, you know, I, I should put this out to Twitter. If this really classifies itself as a bold prediction, maybe we'll get a little bit of a thing here. Calvin's not here to defend himself yet. But Calvin's bold prediction – was that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would outscore Tyson Williams. I mean, it's literally a 50-50. It's down to two guys. It's only the one guy versus the other here. So A number one draft pick versus an undrafted free agent off the street. Okay. In his defense, I probably goaded him because I really (laughs) did believe that Tyson Williams was a good play last week against the Detroit Lions. None of the Ravens were good plays against him, including Marquise Brown. And uh, you look at it. So we give Calvin. He's on the board one and two. So Tara's one and two. Major's one and two. Kelvin's one and two. And I'm 0 and three. <laughs> I start the season 0 and three. I won Jalen Rager over 150 re- receiving yards versus Dallas and a, and a touchdown. Now, in my defense, he was five receptions on eight targets for 53 yards. He missed about a 30-yard touchdown early in the game that turned into an interception. You know, it, it was plausible. It was looking good up to that point. So I'm like, okay, I'll give myself a little bit of credit, but it was a miss. 150 so, is a that, that, That's not a bold like, That's like a drunk prediction. Well, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to get bold in this week, mark? too. Has he ever hit that mark in his career? Probably not. I don't even think he's at 150 yards <laughs> yet this, in you know, the season yet through three games. Yeah. You know, but I, I kind of like what you were saying there, Matt, about the about the poll. I think what we should do is we should, if we get our, you know, bold predictions in earlier in the day, we can put a Twitter poll out, let the people vote, and whoever has the most bold prediction gets an extra win. I think it would, like, like a little, that. you know, kind of like Sleeper does that setting where, you know, you've got the median and you can get an extra, yeah. A little two-point conversion attempt almost. Exactly, exactly. Bonus points. This is the extra bonus points. You know how it is. Well, well, I'm already behind everybody, so I might need all the bonus points I can get. <laughs> um, Tara, who was your stud and who was your dud for week three? So my stud was uh, Zeke, and um, I am, I'm tired of people 
not giving Zeke the respect that he deserves. It's time we give Zeke his flowers. Come on. I've had enough of it. Why is everyone talking about fade Zeke? I get it. Pollard looks good. I mean, he's a very talented back, but it's still Zeke. And we're just, you know, I feel like people were just overreacting to him. Week one, I mean, Dallas straight up abandoned the run. That was not Zeke's fault. That was more of a strategy thing. And they needed him to help out more so in their little sad little offensive line. And they almost beat Tampa. So it did technically work. They should have, you know, clock management, they would have actually been able to do it. So then you get to week two. Very solid performance. I know Pollard had his giant big game. and But, you know, Zeke was still a top 10 back. It was still a very productive week. And now we get here and we've got Zeke. We've got classic Zeke. We've got 95 yards. We've got two touchdowns. He's looking incredible. And it's about time that we just put some respect on the man's name. Put some respect on his name. Put some respect on his name. Yes. (laughs) And then my dud... um, it goes back to what you were saying earlier with the fields of nightmares. My dad is uh it's Matt Nagy. I'm not putting that on the players. Okay. <laughs> My dad of the week is Matt Nagy. I don't understand why he's still coaching. I don't get it. It's unfair. I love Darnell Moody. I want him to succeed. I need him to succeed. I don't get why, um, why the bears are letting all of this talent literally be tanked. We need better. We do. And we will talk about this. I know I got, I mentioned, uh, the Holy Trinity of Bears offensive weapons a little bit later there. But uh, Major, stud and dud, week three. My stud is Justin Herbert. He went in to the belly of the beast and threw four touchdowns and just slapped a big L all over the Chiefs and their fans and everyone. I love when people just go into to atmospheres that's just like – you're not supposed to be there. You're not supposed to be doing it. You're not supposed to be in that territory, and you just go in there and you make it yours. Like, I love when Jordan, I love when Kobe went to the garden and just, like, went crazy. I love Justin Herbert. I love what he's doing. And uh, I think he outplayed Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, it's it's I like what he's doing out there. Um, my dud, I'm going to go with Kenny Galladay. I mean, I don't really know the stats or anything right now, but. he got paid a lot of money and he went there to be wide receiver one. And I mean, I think he led the team last week with like 60 plus yards, but you had a free agent who just got cut, come in and give you 50. So yards. So it was like, he's not really performing. And I mean, a couple of weeks ago, he's yelling at the quarterback and all that good stuff or the offensive coordinator or something, but something's not clicking with him and the giants. Um, uh, he's just a dud. I don't know. Is, is CJ Board the best receiver the Giants got right now? I'm gonna go with my guy Colin Johnson, but yeah. Foreshadowing. And <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback here. We're talking studs here. You just mentioned Justin Herbert. I don't think you can mention studs right now without the mention of Mike Williams right now. Uh we're talking seven for 122 and two touchdowns last week, but it's not just last week. He's been on this role all season. He is literally, I, I i can't remember the exact, I think he might be the wide receiver two right now in all of football. Wide receiver two right now. You look at his numbers, 22 receptions, 295 yards, four touchdowns in three games. Now, for me, that, that's screaming number one wide receiver type guy. You're got, you got this guy in Mike Williams, what, ninth round in drafts? give or take, and you're getting second-round production out of him, 
That, that, that's insane. You are a stud, Mr. Williams. Hats off to you. You're playing for that bag right now. You're going to go secure that bag at the end of the season. It's a contract year if you haven't figured it out, and he's balling out. Now, my dud. He's usually, I'm sorry, he's usually the, he's, he balls out all the time. It's like he just cannot stay healthy. Like, hopefully he can stay on his trajectory and, like, have that season that you're talking about. But I just want him to be healthy, man. He balls every year. But, yeah, to your dud. Well, we, we got to put some – we gave Zeke a little respect, putting a little respect on his name. We got to put some respect on Mike Williams' name because now we've got three straight games of top-end production. Something we can't say about my dud of the week. Bob Gilchrist, where are you at? You watching this? Kyle Pitts <laughs> was a dud. Yeah. Capital D, capital U, another capital D. Why? <laughs> Two catches, 35 yards, no touchdowns. Against the Giants. Come on, man. We're and that's not just it. it. It's the whole season. 11 catches, 139, zero touchdowns, 24 and a half fantasy points, or 24.9 fantasy points. Sadly, in this wasteland of a tight end world, that's still good for tight end 15. We just <laughs> talked about Tommy Treble as a possible uh guy to grab off your waiver wire. This is why you've got 25 points. And you got a tight end 15 right there, just to kind of put it into the world into perspective there. And because I've got a little Jacoby Myers love going on, Tyler Lockett, thank you for doing your dud week for us. I am glad to see that come back after two big weeks. Tyler Lockett, <laughs> you were a dud. I put you in all my lineups, and you did not do a whole heck of a lot. Four catches, <laughs> 31 yards on four targets. And after back-to-back 100-yard games, one touch, yeah, two touchdowns in one game, one touchdown in the other. We are getting there. Is Bob Kit chiming in there? I am about to stop watching. I will not stand for Kit slander. You know, well, I, you I, know I, what, Bob? I'm gonna put it this way right now consider the Giants old spice because they covered him up. Get it? Deodorant pits. <laughs> anyway, we know we're going. Tyler Lockett, you were my one of my duds here as well. Now, we like to do a little victory lapping. We like to prance around a little bit when we hit, but we like to be honest about this when we miss a guy. So, Tara, who is your hit and miss for week three? Um, my hit, I can probably say that I um, I did say, now I don't know if I said this on an episode. I think so, maybe. But um, since we don't have any record other than me going back and watching it, not entirely sure. But um, in videos elsewhere, Naeem Hines, uh, I expected him to have a nice bounce back week give good production, definitely on value. And uh, I hit on that. So I'm very proud of myself there. Um, my miss of the week, I, I should not have tripled down on KJ Osborne. I probably pressed my luck a little bit too much. Um, they went towards Tyler Conklin, um, which is cool because I um, have more Tyler Conklin than I do of KJ Osborne. So it's you know, very interesting there. But um, but yeah, I missed on the KJ Osborne. I, I hate that. But um, I don't think that he will disappear for the rest of the season. I think it was just, you know, game scripts happen. They do. And I think KJ Osborne, he's going to be good going forward. I think he's kind of got that. We've seen Kurt Cousins is another one of those guys who's balling out there, getting no respect. He's all, he's supporting basically three top-end wide receivers right now. He could have three top 25 wide receivers once all said and done with Jefferson. Thielen, who's absolutely balling out as well. There's no regression on Thielen. We keep waiting for it to fall out. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen. Justin just Jefferson does what man. he does. I, I regret it. 
Yeah, you know what? We all do silly things. I, I think I even traded DJ more at the start of the season, so shame on me. Uh, Major, let's hear your hit and miss because I want to bust your uh, backside here a little bit on this one. So, I hit. I'm going to have to go with my guy, Brandon Ayuk. Like, I've been waiting for him to do just anything, and he found – he scored. So, like, I'm happy about that. So, like – so before it was like he got in the game, then got a catch, and then now he scored a touchdown. Now we're going to have the 100-yard game moving forward. So, like, I think he's back into the good graces of the coaching staff and and out the doghouse. So hopefully this continues because I need him to perform because I picked him up everywhere as, like, my wide receiver one. So, uh, yeah, Brennan, thanks for uh, being a friend. Thank you. And for my yeah, you know mitts. what? He's he's only oh, sixty three yards away from hitting a hundred. Hey, but all we need is touchdowns. That's all that matters in fantasy football. Touchdowns. That's it. Uh, my is is Jaywan Johnson. I thought he was going to be the next coming of whoever tight end you think is going to be the best tight end. Week one had a couple touchdowns. Week two, I was like, oh, maybe it's just a down game. But it seems like he's just kind of not even in the offense anymore. So uh, I kind of missed on that one because I picked him up off the waiver wire everywhere thinking that I'd stole something. But I uh, think I want to return it at this point. But, yeah, well, who, who's your hit and miss, Matt? Well, I'm going to kind of piggyback here real quick off uh, Brandon Ayuk here a little bit. If you caught my Sunday night football preview, I kind of compared – that Packers 49ers matchup to the 1993 version of the Super Mario Bros. I remember as a kid playing all the Super Mario games, getting excited about them bringing this movie to real life. And then I remember being absolutely disappointed about how bad it was when it was all said and done. I think a lot of us were expecting fireworks in that San Francisco Packers game. And I think we kind of were left a little beside ourselves when it was all said and done. We didn't get that big explosion of fantasy points that we were hoping for. So I think a lot of us left, at least in the fantasy manager world, a little disappointed. Now, I had to shamelessly plug myself there a little bit. But for me, I'm going I'm I'm <laughs> to start with my, my, my miss here. And it's going to be Jalen Rager. I really thought him lining up in the, uh, in the slot, you know, Devonta Smith, I was right. Devonta Smith drew Trevon Diggs a good chunk of the game. And didn't do a whole heck of a lot. And I thought with that Diggs and Smith matchup, that was going to leave Rager pretty much roaming free, doing what he wanted. So I really thought 150 yards was going to happen. And I came about 100 yards short. He did have more receiving yards than uh, Brandon Ayuk, but for me, that's still a miss. So 50 yards is a miss for me. Less than 40 is a hit for Major, just so we know where the standard's sitting at right now. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good man you're on fire today it, it, was, it was a little subtle there and i'm just trying to pull up the stats here because i can't quite find it here but my hit is probably the guy i've been swinging at all season so it's about time i got something out of him jacoby myers he finally stepped up and gave us a little something you know what no thank you thank you <laughs> we we have we don't get that touchdown yet once he starts getting those touchdowns we're going to be in business here nine catches 94 yards 14 targets. The targets are there. The receptions are there. Once the touchdowns get going, look out. He's already shot himself up to, uh, I believe it is wide receiver 38 right now. So he's coming strong. He's getting, he's almost in that wide receiver two territory. He's been consistent. 
And I still stand by my comments earlier. And I'm just trying to pull up these numbers here on my lovely Jacoby Myers tracker. So just bear with me for one second. But he's moving up. He's been moving up. So I go into this this one here. I That's pull a one up one man. tracker there. There you go. I've got my Jacoby Myers tracker. It's it's something I've been working really hard on. Uh, I update it every week just so that I can uh, either delete it later at the end of the season when I'm completely wrong, or I can brag about it. So going into this, as we're, I'm going to full disclosure. I said that Myers would outperform Lockett, Cooks, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't care about the injuries right now. Of that group, Jacoby Myers has moved into one, two, three, fifth on that number. He's up to number five of that group. Just trailing Chase Claypool by less than two points to move up. So the guy only ones ahead of him are Tyler Lockett, Brandon Cooks, DJ Moore, and Chase Claypool. So I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling good. <laughs> I, I I still believe that this is going to happen. But I digress. We're moving on with the show because I could talk about it all day. But we want to get to the whole everything we're going. I've got a little bit of a Sunday night preview for this next one. Tara, what is your game of the week? Um, this was not my uh, choice because from a fantasy perspective, I don't particularly like it, but no one else chose to cover it. So I felt like I needed to do the people due diligence and do the big banner game of the week, New England versus Tampa Bay, Tom Brady versus, and I, you know, I don't know if it really matters that much to Tom Brady. I think he already got the upper hand, but <laughs> Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick going back to New England and playing them, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a very interesting game um, from a production standpoint, because when you look at the, the Tampa Bay side, I mean, you've obviously, it's, it's super obvious. You've got, um, you've got Brady, you got Evans, you got Godwin, you've got Gronk. Um, we don't know what's going on with Antonio Brown um, and whether or not he's going to play. So keep an eye on that. Um, then on the other side, uh, it gets a little shaky and here's where you wonder, is this going to be the big game that we think, you know, that we're anticipating um, between Brady versus Belichick, because unfortunately Belichick doesn't play in the game. Uh, we got the new England players on the field. And uh, from my perspective, the only ones that I'm really starting um, are, I am, I'm okay with starting Damian Harris. And maybe that's because I've taken like a whole bunch of Damian Harris. I know that makes um, Bob very happy if he stayed here after the Kyle Pitts slander, since he uh, <laughs> has a lot of Damian Harris as well. Um, but I'm okay, even though Tampa Bay's got a strong run defense. Um, I, I think, you know, Damian Harris is a superior talent. Uh, so I have faith that he'll be able to get a decent amount of production on the ground, enough to warrant putting him into a starting lineup. And then I'm okay Matt with starting Jacoby Myers. I'm cool with it. Yeah, you uh, are. <laughs> particularly because of because of the role that he plays on the field. If you look at um, if you look at what teams have done, I think that Jacoby Myers should fare very well against the or against Tampa Bay, who's a little suspect in the secondary, to say the least. So I think it'll be a good game for him. In terms of who I'm fading, um, obviously I'm fading the Tampa Bay running backs. I don't care who um, who Bruce Arians is saying is starting. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm not heading that direction regardless. Um, avoid it as a whole. And I'm sorry, Mac Jones, I'm going to have to fade you. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I get that there's uh, there might be a lot of volume, but I don't think there's going to be enough to warrant it. I'm just really not on the side of a lot of the rookie of, of starting the rookie receivers um, from that perspective right now. And the sneaky plays of this week, again, you know, I think it's going to come down to Nelson Aguilar or Kendrick Bourne. 
I'm I'm kind of leaning a little bit towards Kendrick Bourne just because I think where where Tampa Bay is weak might line up a little bit better with Bourne versus uh, Aguilar. So that'll be something to keep out a good eye for because they actually had the same exact targets last week. So it'd be cool to see who comes out on top between them. Um, how I see this playing out from a fantasy perspective, uh, we know the output that's going to be on the Tampa Bay side, but we don't really know on the Patriots side. So I think we're going to, I think we're going to get into a very interesting situation with those receivers where you're going to be facing a team who randomly decides I'm going to start uh, Jacoby Myers and he's going to have a big blow up game. And that's literally going to carry that team to victory over you. So it'll be very interesting to, to see how that all, that all shakes out in terms of the target share. I like it. And you mentioned that these Tampa Bay, especially in the slaughter, really, it's definitely a weak spot. The Achilles tendon is so much of the Buccaneers here. We've seen what Cooper Cup, we've seen what Deshaun Jackson did to them last week. Van Jefferson got involved. Higby got involved. Everyone was involved in the passing game. So that's definitely a good matchup to keep an eye on. And I might have been adjusting my bold prediction for this one a little bit later as well. <laughs> um it really shouldn't surprise anyone who's watching the show what my bold prediction changed. I got two of them out there right now. They're both bold, but Major, what's your game of the week? I'll go Arizona Cardinals and the LA Rams. Um, two players that you have to play. It's, I think it's going to be just a quarterback bonanza. They're going to be throwing the ball all over the yard. You got Kyler Murray, who's an MVP candidate. You got Matthew Stafford, who's just like, Balling out of control. This guy looks like he should be the MVP as well. Um, I'm going to have to fade all the running backs in this game just because I think the quarterbacks are going to be the stars of this game. Um, again, I think Kyler is going to have a little more um, success running the ball more so than passing the ball, but I think Matthew Stafford is going to put up some big numbers in this game. Um, sleeper is going to be Van. He's having a quiet season, quiet, like really good season, being a wide receiver three, four sometimes. Um, he, you know, week one, he put up 80 yards, had a touchdown. Week two was kind of a dud. Last week, he had a pretty good game like Matt spoke about a minute ago. Um, and I just, like I said, I see this game like Murray really having a really good game on the ground mostly because he's going to be running for his life with the with the Rams defense like chasing him all over the place and Stafford is going to just continue to do what he's he's been doing and, and throwing the ball to Cooper Cup and to Robert Woods and whoever else whoever's on the field is going to get the ball so the guys is having an outstanding season and I think that's going to continue so I'm going with uh quarterback showcase uh with the rams versus the cardinals i think there's gonna be fireworks here well i have to agree with you uh matt stafford's maybe playing the best football of his career kyler murray is doing well himself you got weapons on both sides of the ball if deandre hopkins is healthy and maybe makes up for what he did, didn't do last week but you know who made up for it last week aj green you know <laughs> yeah. so shout out to aj green father time's got nothing on you um <laughs> Okay, I mean, so. that, but <laughs> we're go we're completely a homer here. I'm going to go with basically a two and one Chargers team that just beat the Chiefs, and I'm going to go with a three and zero Raiders team that's knocked off 
the Dolphins, knocked off the Ravens, knocked off the Steelers as my game of the week. Now, who am I starting? I'm going to fire it up here. You know, we got Derek Carr, QB9 overall. We got Justin Herbert, QB13. We got Austin Eckler, running back five. Mike Williams, I mentioned earlier, wide receiver two. You've got Keenan Allen. He's still there. He's still around. Wide receiver 12. Darren Waller, tight end four. These guys are all must starts. There's no question about it. You're starting each and every one of them. Derek Carr, put some respect on his name as well. We're up to three weeks right now. <laughs> Derek Carr, all he did is put up another 386 yards passing. That gives him 1,203 yards on the season. Second on that list is Tom Brady with 1,087 yards. He's got a three-to-one touchdown interception ratio. That's six touchdowns he's thrown, and he's spreading the ball around. We all busted him a little bit for Darren Waller having 82 targets in week one. But if you look at it, the ball is spread so well between Ruggs and Edwards and Renfro and Waller, and, you know, he's getting everyone involved. And you know what? I think this team is really good. Now I'm going to keep following the trend going across the board. We told you to fade Tampa Bay running backs. We said fade every running back in uh, the <laughs> L.A. Arizona game. Well, you know what? You're going to fade the Raiders running backs. You're not starting a Raiders running back. If Josh Jacobs is healthy, he looks like he may be trending in that direction. It's Monday night football. I'm still not comfortable where that toe is. I'm probably not starting him. I probably want to give him a week to see what he's doing. Kenny and Drake, you just got replaced by Peyton Barber. And I can't trust Peyton Barber. I, I can't. I know you want us to get in here. Chime in. I've been if Peyton Barber start. is playing on Monday, if he is the starter, I am comfortable with putting him in my starting lineup. Now, granted, I'm probably not going to bid on him that aggressively in waivers and get him. But to people who are getting him, if he's playing, put him in your starting lineup. Yeah. Why? He's, Why? Because, because the Raiders have made it very clear that they have a very specific way that they want to operate the running backs. They want one person Josh Jacobs to be that early down back to be that goal line back. And they're not giving those carries over to Kenyon Drake. They're replacing his exact production with Peyton Barber who did look good. So if you're comfortable with starting a healthy version of Josh Jacobs in your lineup, then you should be comfortable with starting Peyton Barber. I know it sounds crazy, but but yes. I've been burned by Barber in Tampa Bay in Washington and I'm not going to do it again. So I'm off that train. So enjoy different situations, different situations. We can all agree going back to last year that this Dolphins defense was pretty good, right? We all agree with the Dolphins. They had a good defense. They kind of took on Flores as kind of personality and whatnot. Peyton Barber, 23 rushes, 111 yards, scored a touchdown, basically had a 4.6 or 4.8 yards per carry. If, if Jacobs, was ruled out early enough. I would be okay with Barber being in there. The problem is I don't think Jacobs is going to get ruled out until Monday night football, uh, right before kickoff. And if I don't have Barber already on my roster, I've already probably replaced him. I can't wait until Monday and decide to stick him in there. You know what I mean? Or have Jacobs come in and play at 75% and get 50 to 60% of the snaps. So for me, this running back, room right now especially being on monday night it's a fade for me unless i've got jacobs and barber then i'm okay i i feel good if i've got both of them on my roster then i'm okay starting whoever's healthy in that case but i need to know even jacobs if jacobs is 
playing. I don't know if I'm starting him. I still need a week to see how that toe is going to respond. So really the only way I'm starting any Raiders running back with confidence is if I have Jacobs and Barber and Jacobs is ruled out, then I might be comfortable, but that's kind of where it is. Um, Sneaky plays. Is Henry Ruggs still a sneaky play? Is Hunter Renfro a sneaky play? Because I think both these guys are are valid starts this week. I think you could slide them back into your lineup. Oh, we got a point. Is that a point? Oh, oh, it's a Clemson. I always point that. for my for my boys. Always. <laughs> you know, they brought up so it, often. <laughs> like, we look at what uh, you the guys, <laughs> the boys have been doing, and in week two, Hen- it's starting to click for Henry Ruggs. Everything's starting to come in. Week two kind of got going on there. I think he had five for 113 and a touchdown last week. He looked good again. Uh, Hunter Renfro, all he does is catch passes. So he's coming in there, and I'll talk about all these wide receivers here in a little bit because if I look at it, excuse me, my, I'm getting a little bit of a dry throat here, but the reality is Ruggs is 15th in receiving yards. Brian Edwards is 25th in receiving yards. Darren Waller is 18th. Hunter Renfro's 28th. All four of these guys, all four receivers in the Raiders' offense are top 30 in production. Now that's probably about – that goes back to talking about how Derek Carr is spreading the ball around. That's talking about everything, uh, how good this unit is. And we don't talk about it because we don't want to respect Henry Ruggs. We don't want to believe in Brian Edwards. We don't want to give Hunter Renfro any kind of credit because he looks like me with his shirt off. So he doesn't get that respect. And Derek Carr is never going to get it because he's like the Rodney Dangerfield of the NFL. No respect. So, you know, we got to put this Raiders offense was good last year. It was top 12. And it's looking very good this year. So I'm going to keep riding this thing. What to expect? I'm expecting another heart attack. Okay, the Raiders are playing. I've gone to like two overtimes now with watching these guys. So I'm expecting this game to go to overtime. That's just how it is. But here's the thing. There's the beauty about overtime. You get bonus points, right? Every time you go to overtime, you get bonus points. Extra points for Derek Carr, extra points for Justin Herbert, extra for Eckler. Everyone looks like they're going to get bonus points here. So, you know what? I'm feeling comfortable starting a lot of players in this Raiders game. Now, oh, I just lost where I was, but we're going to keep this kind of moving on here. Tara, waiver wires, people need, we're here. It's Tuesday. We got an extra start. Usually we drop the waiver wire on the Wednesday. We're going to give it to you on the Tuesday night to make sure you get those in there nice and early. Tara, who do you got for us? Uh, for me at this point, since we're doing it early, it would be Christian Kirk if he's available on your waivers. Ooh. And oddly enough, he kind of is. Um, go grab him yeah. for sure. Uh, he's yeah. really, I mean, it's kind of insane. The, I mean, first of all, Kyler Murray, full disclosure, had an off game uh, on Sunday. Like it was, just, it was not good football from Kyler's perspective. But regardless, he still sat there and spread the ball around, provided great games for multiple receivers, and Christian Kirk was one of those. And at this point, you're looking at him and you look at the stats from week one, two, and three, he's a very solid, stable um, receiver. He's not on the field a ton, but with the output that um, Kyler Murray is giving from a pass perspective, it doesn't matter if you're on the field for 50 60% of the snaps. You're still getting a decent amount of attempts. He's someone that you should be rostering. Absolutely. I was happy I got him on waivers a couple weeks ago. I threw a lot of fab at him there. Fob. What is it? How do you say it? Major, is it fab or fob? I say fab. It's fab. It's two A's. Your team fab? Your team fab? Yes. 
Okay, so I'm going to try and go with Fab. It makes sense. It sounds like, but why do I want to say Bob? I don't, I don't get it. Why do people Canadian? say Bob? It just, man, that, well, you Bob. think it'd be more of like a Fabe or something. I don't know. More fancy. Uh, do the Fab. Fabe. I like Fabe. 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 Get A. We throw that in there. Right. Waiver <laughs> wire, Major. Where are you going? I'm going with Colin Johnson. Uh He's I'm if you know me, like you know I love like the deep sleepers in the drafts and all that good stuff. The guy has size 6'6, 220. Um, last year with the Jaguars, he had a pretty good run towards the end of the season. He had like a 90-yard game, a 60-yard game, 80-yard game. Um, and I thought he was going to take that leap to be the wide receiver three on that Jaguars team, but then he went and got Marvin Jones, and that kind of just went to all poo-poo so um he got cut and then he ends up on the giants and like you mentioned early earlier in the show everyone's hamstrung so and galladay is being galladay so there is an opportunity for him to actually be a wide receiver one after being cut so i'm i'm picking him up everywhere just because the size you're going to get that touchdown red zone looks just off his size and then every time he's on the field he pops like he's quick for his size great hands uh i really don't know why they let him go in in jacksonville but hey the giants picked up a, a really good player and i think we're going to see that this week okay i agree i think well the opportunity is going to be there you know what it's the first time he's had that opportunity he's going to look at uh he's Gonna have a good chance there if he can get past CJ Board there. So we'll throw yeah. that out there. But <laughs> have you ever made a trade, a two for one type trade, where you were giving up probably too much, but you did it, you decided to do that so you could jump the moon here and grab a guy off the waivers? Hmm. No, I don't think, think I have. It? So there was a player on the waivers last week, and I'm gonna recommend him here again. But I made a two for one trade where I traded Robbie Anderson and Zach Moss for Court and Sutton. You know, it's a pretty good trade. I, I thought it was pretty even to begin with. I like Court and Sutton, but, you know, I could, people could argue Zach Moss has had a couple good weeks, so that might bite me in the backside. Yeah. But I made this trade to free up a roster spot so I could get ahead of the waivers this week and get myself Rashad Bateman onto my mm-hmm. lineup. He is eligible to return to practice this week, and we've seen this Ravens passing game. Marquise Brown left his his hands back in Baltimore and it was just dropping things left, right, and center. Rashad Bateman, he don't do that. He don't play that game. He's gonna when he's in that lineup, he's gonna automatically become Deshaun Jackson's de facto number one wide receiver. Yeah, Brown's still gonna have his big plays. He's still gonna do his thing. Bateman is going to be the alpha. It might not be week four. It might not be week five. But give him a couple weeks. Get this rookie uh, ready to go. Get him like uh, set up and in the flow of the game, and he's going to be a big time league type winner for you moving forward. I really like him. I really compared him in the off season to having the same ability of uh, Justin Jefferson. You know, a little bit later draft pick, who's got that ability to be the number one rookie wide receiver. I think Bateman can do that. I don't know if he can finish as a rookie wide receiver one, but I think from weeks five or whenever he gets on the field to the end of the season, he could be that number one rookie wideout. So, like I said, jump the gun, get him right now. He's eligible to start practicing. He's eligible to come off the IR. Make sure you get ahead of him. Now, Kara. Early, but I'd like you going early to grab him, yeah. You got to get early. You don't want to get caught spending X amount of dollars on uh, 
spending that uh, fob or fab. I keep saying fob. I'm the guy who says fob. Keep saying fob. I like it. It's like your, it's like your little thing. Yeah, I'm um, going to coin that. Uh, question though. Question. Wait. Are you talking about you got him last week or you're getting him this week? Are you tipping people off? No, I'm telling you, you go get him right now. If he's on your waiver wire, put that bid he in right now. You already got him. Okay. I already got him. I made okay. I made a trade on Thursday to move those bodies right before Thursday night football to get Robbie Anderson, Zach Moss out of my lineup. I brought in Cortland Sutton. As soon as I, that trade went through, I went out because waivers were open at that time. And I went out and got Rashad Bateman on my lineup. I wanted to beat the rush to him because I think there's going to be a huge rush. As soon as he steps on the field, that value is going to go right through the roof and you're not going to be able to afford him or you're not going to want to spend 80% of your fob to get him. Now I'm just going to say it now just just because. Um, (laughs) Who's a player that managers need to relax on? Tara. So you know what? I've gone back and forth on this. My first instinct was nobody. Um, I don't know. I just kind of looked through. I really did. I looked through. I tried to find somebody and I just didn't feel like defending anyone. Um, I'm, I'm feel like I'm done defending underperformers. And then I kind of, and then I kind of backed off of it and thought about it. And I, and I feel like I do want to defend um, the rookie quarterbacks. You know, I see Trevor Lawrence getting so much crap. I'll be family friendly. Um, So much crap. For the way that he's performing. Um, then we've got Justin Fields as well. He's getting less of it. I guess, you know, one game and people are just, you know, feeling bad for him. Now three games and then he'll start getting that same Trevor Lawrence treatment. But at the same time, for those two in particularly, uh, in particular, we got to understand those guys have horrible, horrible coaching. I mean, they have been put into bad situations. Um, very unfortunate. And I think we got to give a little bit of a break to them. They've been insert into rough situations where they're out there running for their lives. They're having to make a ridiculous, or well, not the case of Justin Fields. He had a oddly low amount of volume, but Trevor Lawrence over there is having a crazy amount of volume thrown at him because they just don't know how to manage the team. Then you've got um, Zach Wilson over there who does have better coaching, but a, you know, a defunct organization that's still trying to claw its way out of media or beyond mediocrity. And, and then you've got Mac Jones who is in a good situation, but unfortunately it's just, there's a lot of growing pains in terms of, you know, I know we got Jacoby Myers, but he doesn't have a lot of that, you know, that wide receiver talent that so many of our elite quarterbacks have. He's not working with uh, Justin Herbert level of talent over there. So you know, I just think we need to relax a little bit on, on that and give them a break. And also, I'm going to defend Marquise Brown as well because I don't like the way that we were talking about him. He had two very solid games, week one and week two, looking fantastic, contributing, super startable. One bad game, we're just going to be like, oh, you know, Marquise Brown, throw him away. Yeah, no, man. Just like, you know, come on, come on. Just it was he, he one pro- bad game. One bad he game. He probably realized that Bateman was eligible to return this week and it got into his head. <laughs> And Lamar Jackson defended him. So, you know what? It's okay. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood Brown is one of mine. He went to my junior college. So, watch what you say about him, Matt. <laughs> so, no, I'm not even going to my next joke about uh, Major. <laughs> who who do we need to relax on? I'm kind of like, I, I was searching. This is like the hardest question for me this week. And it's usually like one of the easier ones. But uh, I just kind of pulled a name out of hat and it's Tyshawn or Tyshawn Williams. Like he's a, 
an undrafted running back that was kind of just thrown into the starting spot. So it's going to be very volatile for him. He's going to have good games. He's going to have bad games. Um, but let's let's give him a break. I, I hear people kind of talking mess about him just because, you know, he's putting up like 20 yards and 30 yards a game or whatnot. But, uh, you know, that offense is, is – I don't know how they're winning because – I don't see the receivers are not doing very well. The running game's not doing very well. I'm just going to say that um, it's the quarterback. I guess he's just the one putting everything on his back and, and taking him to to victory because the team does not look good right now, but they're finding, they're finding ways to win, and I guess that's all that matters at the end of the day. Give, give him a break. I think he'll, you know, get a little bit better, to, you know, as the season goes on. So let's 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 – Give him. Let's relax a little bit. And for me, I, I'm maybe trying to talk that speak this into existence. Maybe I'm just trying to calm myself down. But it's that trinity of uh, offensive weapons for the Bears. It's the Justin Fields. It's the Darnell Mooney's. It's the Allen Robinson. I mean, Justin Fields. I think was sacked more than passes completed last week. I, I don't know what the actual number was, but I think it was pretty darn close. I think I think Justin Tucker kicked a longer, had more yards on a field goal than the Bears had on offense. I know that's pretty much a fact. Don't fact check me on that. I have to slide that in there somewhere. But you know what? I still stand by the fact I don't think Fields is ready to step in under center yet. There's still some parts of the game he has to understand and learn. But I think the only way to learn that is to be under center as well. So it's kind of a catch-22 for him. He's going to take these pains. He's going to take some – it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve for him here. It may take week five before Mooney and Robinson get going again. But we've seen Robinson perform with just about every single quarterback that he's ever had. We've seen uh, Darnell Mooney catch 61 passes last year from Mitch Trubisky. So we know even if Fields is struggling that these wide receivers are going to get going again. So you all need to relax a little bit there. Hopefully Bears fans, uh, you know what? I can't speak for you right now because uh, that that was bad. That was rough to watch. Um, Who is that that unsung hero for you this week, though, Tara, that's going to carry your fantasy team to victory? Um. Do we want to do players panicking first? Because I uh, yeah, let's let's go to panicking first. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm so eager to talk about Big Ben, but that's who I'm panicking <laughs> on. Is. I know I was gonna. <laughs> it's a it's a bad situation. <laughs> he doesn't look good, and I was someone who was like, "Well, he's got you know preseason. He's got all these great receivers. I don't I don't see how he can't throw for you that, for the yardage. Apparently, he can't really." Um, the only one who was benefiting from this um, clearly was Deontay just because of the amount of targets that he was getting and the fact that he's not a big, uh, just the role that he plays in that offense. And now that he is out, unfortunately, it has gone to Najee Harris, who has suddenly become the recipient of more targets than any receiver really even deserves, let alone a running back. So um, unfortunately, I don't think it bodes well for literally anybody in that offense other than Najee Harris from a PPR perspective. Um, Although I guess the volume is just so fantastic that even in a standard perspective, it's kind of crazy. But, um, but yeah, unfortunately I think Ben should have retired last year. I don't see it turning around. He just looks, um, he looks like he's ready to be put out the pasture, uh, unfortunately. So um, I don't know how Pittsburgh remedies this situation because their backup quarterbacks are nothing to be desired either. 
Um, I was very shocked they didn't take a quarterback um, in the draft or try to do something there. So I, I don't know where they go from here. I, I don't know if it's really repairable, unfortunately. And it sucks because they've got a lot of talent on that offense. It is, but I think we we were all thinking the same thing with Ben last year at the end of the year. You know, enough is enough. And then we thought this year he was coming back. You know, there's a you know he's got some good wide receivers, three potential one thousand yard receivers. Hasn't been that way. Speaking of a quarterback who's got some good wide receivers, who you got? Who who are you panicking over there, Major? I was gonna go with Trevor Lawrence. Just because, you know, last year we had two quarterbacks. You know, Burrow was uh, Joe Burrow was looking really good before he got injured. And then you have uh, Justin Herbert, who kind of like just broke all the records and did all of what he did. Um, but after Tara, you know, kind of she, she did a good job defending the, the quarterback. So I feel bad now. So I'm going to just slap that on the coach. I'm going to say Urban Meyer is like, I don't know what's going on in Jacksonville, but it looks like the team doesn't even know how to play football. And to me, that's a coaching um, problem. Like when your team is just making mistake after mistake or just, you know, you have Trevor Lawrence, who's like the greatest, highest, greatest quarterback ever to walk the face of the earth. Like, and he can't like, complete a five-yard pass is kind of like that's the coach's fault at this point especially with all that talent you have a really productive veteran wide receiver to lead that squad you have a running back who ran for a thousand yards last year out of nowhere you have some young talent in, in Chenault and and and, and Shark uh, and the defense have a lot of young studs that defense is so good but they just can't put like two to two together so I'm going to say Urban is going to be a one and done, uh, another one and done quarterback or a quarterback, uh, high, a college coach that came to the NFL and fizzled out in one year and look for Joe Brady or someone to take over that offense and really show you what that offense has to offer. But yeah, it's, I don't understand like how, a, like how that, that coach, a great coach in, in college cannot even like, get the team to look decent they're not even playing hard for them you know like in detroit they're, they're playing hard out there the jags look like they're just there and it's sad because they have a lot of talent yeah well the one good thing about urban Meyer, you finally started using james robinson so that, that was a good thing to finally see for uh all those james robinson managers out there that have been plugging him away for the last couple weeks i put him in week one shame on we i put him on week two shame on me i stuck with him week three and it finally paid off now, DJ Vic is coming at us with a question. You know I like to get these questions in as soon as they come in. DJ Vic, what's up, guys? Traded A-Rob for A.J. Brown, full PPR. He's 3-0. and He likes A.J.'s rest of the season schedule, and hopefully he gets better soon. Major, what do you think? Uh-oh. A.J. Brown or Allen Robinson? I think Major is, uh, is a little frozen. really right looking at this. So, Tara, <laughs> who do you got? Um, I like the trade. I do. Um, I really like AJ Brown. I know it's been a little rough of a start to the season for him. I, you know, hate that we have to go through this whole injury thing again. It's similar to what we went through last season, especially because this one is not something that is going to be easy to play through. But I think as you, you know, if you've got your three, you know, um, so you're looking towards those playoffs. Um, you've obviously got a great squad and I think it's going to pull through for you at the right moment. 
I worry that it's not going to pull through for Allen Robinson in the same way, just because of that quarterback and the coaching situation we've talked about today. And see, here, here's where I'm at with this. Uh, I look at this and uh, I'm basically, you're going to get, Allen Robinson's going to take at least two weeks with Justin Fields to get everything going again. I think that's just kind of where it is. Justin Fields is going to have at least two more weeks where he's got to try and figure things out. A.J. Brown, you're probably not going to have him for at least two weeks as well with that hamstring injury and everything that he's dealing with. So both of these players, you're not going to get much out of them for the next two weeks, in my opinion. If you like A.J. Brown's schedule, and it does shape up to be a really nice schedule, I like this trade. I think this is a good trade, especially you're 3-0. You look at that rest of the schedule. You're not giving up much into these next two weeks. I like it there, D.J., Major, <laughs> I was lost for a second. I'm back. I mean, uh, let's see. I like. I mean, A. Rob has shown you time and time again he doesn't really need a good quarterback to produce. Um, so I think he's going to find a way to get his numbers. Um, AJ Brown, AJ Brown. Well, he's he's hurt, right? So I don't know if he's going to be able to do anything for the next week or so. But. Uh, I don't know. To me, that's a toss-up. I like both of those guys pretty much about the same. But, yeah, I don't know what we're talking about because I fell off. <laughs> it's all right. I was really thinking about pulling both the frozen you want and the new you and having both <laughs> yeah. you going at it. but Battle each other. Uh, like the spider <laughs> we're we're going to hit you with a little bit of rapid fire here. Who is that unsung hero, Tara, that's going to carry your team, your squads, to fantasy football glory this week? Um, for me, it's Van Jefferson. And I really like this one because if you, you know, rapid fire. So um, they're playing against the Cardinals. Look at the third receiver that has played against the Cardinals in week one, two, and three. Chester Rogers, KJ Osborne, Lavishka Chenault, who was decent, you know, but that, you know, it was, it was decent enough. It, it bodes very well for Van Jefferson. I think that he's going to have a, a good outing against the Cardinals. Okay. Another question coming in here. Would you take a shot major on Marlon Mack for a waiver coming up? Nope. Tara, I know you're a big fan of him. <laughs> Um, I would do it. I would. I you know when the news came through, it's very interesting because we've got some very odd running back situations and you don't know how that will shake out. Um, for all we know, he could go to a situation that bodes, you know, much better for him. So, so yeah, I would, I would take a shot. If you've got someone that you can, um, drop for sure. I would take that. He still looks hurt to me a little bit like that. That, that Achilles is not, I don't think is a hundred percent yet. No, Maybe I would agree. Day. I think, I think he's going to take a few more weeks to get back into shape. I think oh, you're looking at probably about yeah. week six before he gets any kind of explosion or looks anything what he's going to – like 80% of where he was prior to the injury. I think it's going to take a few weeks to get back into that. I think it all depends on what this is going to cost you. If it's going to cost you your number one spot in your waiver wire, your waiver priority, I would probably hold back on it. If you're looking at maybe 15 to 20% of your FOB, FAB, then yeah, mm-hmm. I'd probably take I'd take a shot at it that way. I, I'd definitely put 15%, 20% down in that situation. But if I have a top waiver priority, uh, I'm probably holding on to that waiver priority if it rolls over to the next week. But if I've got like spot eight or nine in the waiver, yeah, why not put a bid in for him? What what are you giving up? What what's what's the guy you're dropping? So I think that's spot. what it comes. 
I think that's what it comes all down to when you're looking at it. Who you got that roster spot? You might as well roll the dice. Maybe you hit big, maybe you don't. It doesn't cost you anything. So I say go ahead and take a shot. Major, who's that unsung hero for you going to be? I'm going with my deep sleeper guy, and I think it's his time now. I'm gonna go with Ramondre Stevenson. Like everyone else is hurt. Like you have to play. Like do you have to play? Like you have to play. Like no one, no one else is left. Like you have to be able to get in the game. I don't know what Belichick does with running backs in the first year. He likes to sit them for a whole year for some reason, and they don't get any playing time at all. But like the, you know, it's my guy. I want him to be the man. Like I, I, I felt good because preseason. I was like, look, I was right. He proved everyone wrong. He's the guy, and all of a sudden, he's just like not even suiting up. So. I think everyone's hurt. No one's around. I think it's a running team, so you have to, like, give him the ball, right? Right? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Major. You know what? If you keep putting him in this column each and every week, eventually it's got to hit, right? (laughs) I'm hedging my This is not a Jacoby Myers situation. It's not a Jacoby Myers situation. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, I can't can't stick with you on the Ramadre Stevenson thing. Not this year. Not this year. Um, unfortunately, I get it. He's talented, but for what? No uh, one left, Tara. Who who else is going to play above? Like who else can they put in the game? Damian Harris. Ja- but they've they already got. Play. They've got. They've got James White replacement there. It's JJ Taylor. He's been there. He's ready to go. He's going to slide right into that James White role. It low-key actually might be Brandon Bolden. I really do I've think that they're getting thrown with, with a very weird curveball where yeah. he does does not like J.J. Taylor for some reason, and that poor boy is not going to get the chance, and it's Brandon Bolden. Sorry, J.J. Well, I wish it was. but <laughs> Bolden got first crack at it last week, and he did okay in that role. So, you know, Ramondra, I, think, I still think he's the goal back. I still think he's LeGarrette Blunt, but he hasn't earned that LeGarrette Blunt love from Bill Belichick yet. Well, can he uh, suit for me, up at least? Is he going to suit up at least? Is he going to be active? Because he hasn't been active the last few weeks. I mean, that might I be your bold prediction. Yeah, <laughs> that's the bold prediction. That's <laughs> prediction. Ramondre Stevenson I'm changing mine right now. I think he's active. I think that makes sense. But okay, yeah. <laughs> and for me, I, I don't know if he's unsung anymore, but he's still not rostered enough across ESPN leagues, Yahoo leagues, you name it. He's still. It's Tim Patrick. That's you know, my guy. You, he is – he might not be the wide receiver one, but he put up wide receiver one numbers last week against the Jets, and the Broncos basically said, you know what, we don't even need to throw the ball anymore. We're just going to run the ball all game. He still had five catches, 98 yards with that circuit. I think there was a circus catch thrown in there too. You know, you this guy you grabbed off waivers hopefully in week two, the week two week waiver wire. So he's going to be an unsung hero. I think you can ride him until at least Jerry Judy gets back in the lineup. And I think even beyond that, now that KJ Hamler is missing the rest of the season with that ACL. Um, players outside of the game of the week that uh, you're, you're kind of holding back on there a little bit, Tara. Um, I'm going to try to rapid fire because I just want to point out we are really bad at rapid fire. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all love to talk. Um, <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of Evan Ingram rumblings. People don't uh, do it. I know we're struggling at tight end. I get it. It's a wasteland. Uh, I know there are so many directions to go. Don't do it. Not not Evan. <laughs> Major. I'm going to go with Carson Wentz. It just seems like he can't catch a break. He's either like injured or he's not or he's in the game and he's not playing at 100 percent it's just like he just can't get right i think it's take a year off and just like heal up and come back and try again but 
it just it's not working and it's pretty sad. I think this is the last uh his last hurrah, I guess. But yeah, I'm going with Carson. And for me, I'm going Robbie Anderson. I talked about him a little bit earlier. We now have three games to kind of work with to kind of gauge where this Carolina Panthers offense is going. Even with Kit Richard McCaffrey went down, Anderson didn't benefit from it at all. You know, he's he's currently, I think, wide receiver 72, seven points, seven point one fantasy points per game. He had one catch and two targets. Two targets against the Houston Texans. If you can't get open against the Houston Texans, yeah, you gotta you gotta sit the bench, man. It's that simple. <laughs> Texans um, are that bad though, man. Come on. Uh, are they though, Tara? You listen to the Texans radio. They play yeah. hard. Look, they're they're doing a lot well, better than expected. So I'll give them so, that. There. So what? <laughs> Well, we could call them the, the, the Houston Tryharders. Like, seriously, come that on, man. Sounds major. like a great name for the Washington football team. They need one out there. <laughs> <laughs> Tara, who do we need to start this week? Who are you firing up? Sam Darnold. Come on now. Three AC, solid weeks go. in a row. Three solid weeks in a row. Three and oh. Uh, he's literally right on the cusp of being a QB1. Um, yeah, I know it's not flashy. But also consider the fact that he just so happens to be playing Dallas. So uh, <laughs> even Jalen Hurts, who had a terrible game, threw for over 300 yards, which is not something that Jalen Hurts should, in theory, be doing. So, yeah, I think you can throw on them. It's going to be a good day. And he had two, two touchdowns. Yeah, it's going to be a good day for Darnold. I like it. Hold on, Major, before we get to you. Nick Cal coming in here strong. Do you guys think Mike Williams is worth a first-round pick in half PPR dynasty? Woo, Tara. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy, that's risky. Uh, I love I love Mike. He's incredibly talented. I just I have a I have a hard time believing that he is going to stay healthy just because of the way it's it's the way he plays. It's the way he plays. You know, unfortunately, he puts it all on the field. He throws his body around and he just gets hurt. So it makes me a little wary of doing that because I don't know if he'll be there for you constantly, if it was a late first, like a late, late, late first, then yeah, maybe I would take that. Um, like Is that what you're saying? Like a late, late, like a 12, like an 11. I'm cool with that. But, <laughs> but other than that, um, I would be a little wary. Nick, let me unless tell you. You're, unless happen. you're contending, unless you're contending, you if you're a contender and you want to take that risk, I, I'm good with that. Nick, you're going to make that trade and he's going to get hurt. Don't do it. Like just don't because you're going to jinx it. And I have him on a few teams. I don't want him to get hurt, so leave him alone. Let him do what he's doing and just move on. Thank you. Yeah, I echo Tara's sentiment here. Um, if I'm contending, if I'm going for the championship, if I feel comfortable with it and I need to win that championship, yeah, okay, I'd throw that first-round pick, believing that I'm going to be in that championship, which gives me the 11th or 12th pick overall. I got no problem moving at that case. But Major's not wrong here either because – Mike Williams has never really given us an opportunity to see him fully healthy for 16, 17 games. We haven't got a full, even if he's played that many games, he hasn't been healthy. His body takes a pounding each and every week. That's who he is. And here's the thing where I, if I'm not quite in that contending, if I'm in the middle of the pack, I don't know where Mike Williams is going to be next year. He's going to be a free agent. The Chargers haven't brought him back in. He could be in a worse situation. So if you're going for it right now, if you're going for that championship, and you feel like you've got the roster, you're two and one, you're three and all right now, then go ahead and make that trade. I'm okay with it. You're going for it. You're putting all your chips in. I get it. Other than that, I would hold off on that deal. Maybe a second round pick I'd feel a little bit more comfortable with.
of that first round pick, I would be holding off. Uh, Major, who do you got? Who are you starting this week? I'm going with Joe Burrow playing against the Jags. Like I said earlier, they just don't know how to play football out there anymore, and it's sad. But And he looked like he's getting healthier with each game, and him and Chase are just, like, connecting. And you throw a little bit of Boyd in there, and you got Mixon, who's the top two running back in the league right now. So their offense is running. So I look for them to uh, continue to do what they're doing against a really poor defense. I get it. I'm not. I've never been a big Joe Burrow fan, mostly because Calvin's from, uh, an LSU fan, so I automatically just discredit all <laughs> LSU players. Roll Tide. Hey. Um, now, for me, there's two things I love. I love birthday tutties. It's one of the best things ever. You know, birthday touchdowns. Brandon Cooks. Oh, he had I was a big week about something else, yo. <laughs> Dude, Major, come on. This is family friendly. I was show. like, what are you saying right now? I was like, I'm starting to get the right <laughs> You thought his accent was coming through Tutty's I was like, I was like a touchdown. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Brandon Cooks, it was his birthday weekend. He went off on Thursday Night Football. I love when that happens. It's one of those things. Uh, I got that from Sandro. You know, Sandro, he does a lot of stuff there at XM Radio. He's big into the birthday touchdowns. And, uh, yeah, so I'm all for it. The oh, other thing man. I love is revenge games. And we are going back to Foxborough. And I think Antonio Brown, watch his self status here. Make sure he's cleared the COVID protocols and everything leading up to it. But I think Antonio Brown is about to have a big game. Why? Because, you know, they're not going to – you think Bill Belichick's going to want Gronk to beat him or Mike Evans or Chris Godwin? Like, who, who do you take away? Bill Belichick has success taking away the biggest weapon that a team has. Well, there's too many weapons on Tampa Bay to take any of them away. So it's going to be a revenge game. And it's going to be, you know, I think Tom Brady's going to have a big game. I think Gronk's going to have a big game. Antonio Brown, he's going for revenge too. Fire it up. I love this matchup That's going to be a blowout. That's a great call. That's going to be a blowout. Now for everyone's favorite part of the show. (sighs) Let's go, baby. Bold predictions. I said predictions. (laughs) Tara, what is that bold prediction for you? Uh, you know, for me, I, I talked about him earlier. It's Van Jefferson. I believe that Van Jefferson will be a top 20 receiver this week. Um, oh, I've looked at, I've looked at 20 is a little low. 20 is not low. Come 20 on. sounds low. 20 sounds weak. You know, it, uh. because no, 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 because I actually did in order to determine that I went and I looked at the fantasy points. So, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. You do your bold prediction while I pull out my justification for this. Okay. All right. Tara, Tara's oh. fact-checking right now, which is something you, we've never seen done on this show before. So, Major, while we're doing some fact-checking behind the scenes, what's your bold prediction? I'm going to stay with my game of the week, and I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. He's going to be the leading rusher in the game, period. Both teams. He's going to be the leading rusher in the whole entire game. That's, is that that's- really bold when you're talking about, like, Jake Funk, Sony Michelle? <laughs> Chase Edmonds. Is Tony really looked good game? last week. I bet you if Chase. we look at the guys. Pull up, Tara, while you're fact-checking, pull up Kyler Murray's running totals and see if they were more than Chase Edmonds that seems and like Sony Michelle and Jay Funk. That seems like research that's unnecessary. We don't do well, that right, right now. now. When did we, we, we start these new rules? I don't like it. <laughs> well, you just Wait, is it rushing research. yards or is it rushing touchdowns? Rushing yards. 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 Lead- Kyler Murray will be the leading rusher 
in the Arizona LA Rams game is Major's bold prediction. You know, he doesn't rush for a ton of yards. Week one, 20. Week two, 31. Week three, 19. Chase Edmonds technically doesn't rush for a ton of yards either. So let's see. None of them do. (laughs) So is it... It's a bold and smart prediction. Hmm. <laughs> Chase it, Edmonds, 60, 63, 46, 26. It's like being cut down by 20 every single game. Huh. It's not a good trend. Hmm. I may have seen Interesting. that. I started doing calculations on my own. Okay, Tara, what, uh, did you check your bad Jefferson? You still need time? Yeah, no, so my justification. So remember my justification was that the third receiver – it, that has the third receiver on the every single team that has been playing the Cardinals has had a breakout game. And if you look at week two, KJ Jefferson, his breakout game, he was num- wide receiver number 17. So basically my bold prediction is I'm predicting that this trend continues. So if I go top 15, then I'm exceeding expectations. I think top 20 puts us right in there with a, you know, it's bold. Okay. Yeah. It's like the, that sweet spot of the actual prediction, the trend. I'm being I'm being realistic. I'm just really trying to well. coach you into like making yours more unattainable. So I was, I'm trying to use the trick you guys used on me last week. I'm trying to do that to you guys. You know, Tara, I, I feel that. I feel that. That basically sums up my entire fantasy football career. I try to set that bar so low that every <laughs> once in a while I trip over it, right? That's kind of where we're going with this, setting the bar low. Um, I got two. I'm throwing out two there because why not? I'm way behind. Okay, I'm over. I'm over. So I'll take a half point on each one of these. But no. Uh, my bold prediction to start the show was that both Henry Ruggs and Edwards would each have 100 yards and a touchdown against the Chargers. I think that is bold. Now, no, that's bold. my justification, my justification is... Wildly unrealistic. <laughs> is it any more unrealistic than Jalen Rager going for 150? I doubt it, but that's what I am. I'm about boldness. I don't think you know how to play this game. <laughs> We're going to put these out to Twitter, and I'm going to get the two-point conversion on this one, okay? okay. That's how this is going to roll. I got to get myself back into this. But here, listen up. Henry Ruggs, three games, 237 yards. Edwards, 210 yards. Waller, 224. Renfro, 204. They've got four receivers with over 200 yards. We mentioned them all being in the top 30. Boom, there it is. That's my justification. They're playing against the Chargers. You know it's going to be some fireworks going on. That's where I like it here. Monday Chargers night football. Has a top five uh, pass defense. Just the... Don't care. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, got, cool. The Raiders got a number one passing offense. That's Dog. true. Derek Card is the leader in pass yards. That's a homer, but I'll let Let's you have it. on his name. Let's go. Hey, uh, hey, we want to get bold. We want to get freaky. I'm about to get freaky, and I'm going to throw a bonus one out here right That's now. I'm going to bold. say – Jacoby Myers. Oh, here we go. Equals or betters. Jacoby Myers equals or betters Cooper Cup's production from week three. Oh, let's end the show. I think you're getting delusional. Let's let's. I think that's realistic. I think that is realistic. realistic. Listen, listen. We just talked about what this team looks like. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are getting killed in the slot. Look at the three week production. Where's Jacoby Myers play in the slot? Nine catches last week, 14 targets. What did Cooper Cup have? Nine catches, 94 yards, two touchdowns. I think Jacoby Myers can do that this week. Two touchdowns, though? Two touchdowns. I'm giving him two tutties. That one, that you is know you get one point for all the stuff you're saying right now, right? I don't care. I get, I'm going to get the two, I'm going to get double two point conversions here. That's going to be like a five point. Now you're making them new rules, and I'm not for that. So let's, 
We need to end You're getting crazy. When, I don't when, understand what's going on right now. When you're in last place, you can make all the rules up you want. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, I, I hope, you know what? I hope everyone had fun that came in. Uh, oh, yeah, shout yeah. out to uh, Mad Reagan there, Bob, DJ Vic, Nick Cal. You know, appreciate you all coming in here, dropping those questions. Uh, get in those comments too. You know, we drop those comments. I read those comments every day. If you got questions in the comments, we'll get to those as well. So if you're watching on YouTube and you're catching the replay of this, get that comment in there. We'll make sure to get that question answered the best we can. Um, Kara, what do you got going on here? Um, yeah, before I, before I say, yeah, <laughs> before I go into what I've got going on, I just wanted to say, like I've been, uh, over the past weekend, um, uh, we lost, someone very important to a lot of people within the fantasy communion or community, Mike Taglier. And uh, I just wanted to say that it's got me, got me thinking a lot because I know that the team over there at fantasy pros is, you know, really missing him. And it made me think a lot about you guys and the value that you guys bring to me and how much I look forward to these weekly shows with you guys. I think a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of what we do in the football community, I mean, we, we, we work, but what makes it really valuable is that connection that we get to have, you know, being able to show up and have, you know, our group chats are um, the time that we spend together every single week. I look forward to it. When we miss a week, I'm kind of like, where are you guys? Yeah. So um, I just wanted to say, like, I, I really appreciate you guys. I really do. Shout out to you too, as Cal as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just a great team. Oh, entire team as a whole, Bob in the chat, um, just everyone really. So um, moving on from that, uh, again, fantasy pros, you can catch me, um, and my content at fantasy pros as well. Fantasy alarm. And obviously my home here with the dynasty vipers, the dynasty vipers, sometimes known as the fantasy vipers. So, um, shout out to our little secondary pseudo name, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> that is it for me. Yeah. Major. I kind of want to add on to the tags thing. Number one, RP to tags. And then I, like in a chat, I was just saying like how Matt, this show is like really important. Um, you know, he has little ones, you know, and they probably won't even remember their dad because they're so young and yeah, they can go on and see him talk on different shows, but he's just pretty much talking football on this show. He actually got to talk about himself and his journey and, the love for his wife. I had a question for him and I told him like, you cannot add your wife or kids in there. He somehow found a way to like weave his wife in there. And you know what I mean? So it's like, he is a big family guy. Um, it's just, it's, it, it hurts because they're so young. And I think what, what you provide Matt with this show is so, I don't even know the word for it. It's just like, we need it because we're giving a voice to people to tell their story, to tell their journey that their kids are going to be able to watch uh, years from now and just see a little glimpse of who they, who their dad really was and the journey that he had to get to where he was. So again, man, like kudos to you for creating this show and giving us the opportunity to even like talk to people like that. Um, you put Tara in a spot to where she's like, on fire right now you put me in a spot to where i got different opportunities and stuff so kudos to you man and and i love this show and, and love you guys and i know we don't get to talk about each other or about each other to other but like i love you guys and that's you guys are fam and i'm always dynasty vipers forever man but this is this is that that just made me really think like dude this show is really important what we do here 
Yeah, no, it absolutely is. I just dropped the link there into the chat. Uh, if you copy and paste that into your browser, it'll bring you the interview that we did with Mike Taglier there. And like Tara mentioned, like Major mentioned, it was basically a lot of family talk. Uh, we had an appearance, his son made it, jumped on his lap while he was answering questions, uh, talked about how the support that he wouldn't be where he is without Tabby's help and kind of pushing him that way from basically stealing, uh, walk away, grabbing the laptop, buying the domain to his website at one point. And then, you know, uh, we had the pleasure just to sit there and talk to him. And it, it just felt like we were amongst friends there. He made us feel welcomed in the conversation. And, you know, what takes um, really appreciated everything you did for us there in that interview, the talk before, the talk after, uh, the DM exchanges and everything there. Uh, just letting us know that we we have an opportunity to do something special here in this community as well. You kind of give us that little bit of a fire, a little bit of a hope for each and every one of us here. So uh, I just want to say thank you for everything you've done for us and that you're going to continue doing for us as we move uh, forward. Uh, with that said, this was the Dynasty Vipers uh, Vipercast episode 93, powered by the Fantasy Points Media Group. And just like that, we'll see you next week. Take R. care. Thanks.